Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Today, we thought we would actually dive into a part one of two. We haven't done that in a while, and we really, really enjoy doing a couple, you know, topics that we could talk a little bit longer about. So today, we thought we would talk about the topic of how do we actually and practically operate in our feminine more in business, right? We've talked a lot about the feminine, the feminine lens, what that the divine mature feminine. There's some great podcast episodes on that if you've missed it. Then what I always get in terms of questions is, but how do we practically do that? How do we practically operate our business in the feminine? And so that's what we thought we'd dive in today. What do you think about that, Laura? I'm excited to do another two-part because I do think that we get to go a little bit deeper. And and this is a topic that you and I could riff on for so many hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's the thing that brought us together, you and I both back in the day and, you know, prior to opening Soma Vita together in 2008, we were both curious about how we could do business differently and really how to do life differently. We were already kind of on the fringes, right, of um, co-living and trying to orchestrate and design a life that was much more about our health and wellness and our kids and our relationships and our connections. And so for me, that's really what brought us together and why I love this conversation so much because the feminine way of doing business for me is like the new way, but the right way. <laughs> yeah. Look, and and I won't lie, like I've been teaching this stuff for decades and like I'm just, I feel like I'm just now really embodying it. So this is a an interesting journey. Like there isn't um, sort of an overnight way to be able to do this because we have like centuries of that repression of the feminine and that devaluing of the feminine. And we have centuries of things being built through the masculine lens, especially things like business. So Absolutely. it takes a lot of time to practice it and to to start to integrate. Now, I think that women are uh, much more aware and savvy. There's much more things going on in the world that makes this process and this integration into our businesses much more quick and easy. Um, but yeah, it took me a long time to really embody it. I mean, Laura and I were talking about it back in 2006, 2007, 2008, you know, long time ago. But we're, yeah, we're really looking at how do we practically operate that every day. Yes. I actually think we have a really nice vantage point. And so this is why it's fun to go through this with you and um, to share our thoughts with the listeners. Because as you said, Sonia, we were not experts like starting off. We were very curious about the feminine way of doing life and doing business back in yeah early 2000s. Yet we really didn't know how. That's why we started working together. And we threw ourselves into, um, you know, just a, an experience like, okay, we're going to design a business based on these values and we're going to see what happens. And so now I feel that 12 years down the road of when we first opened the 
co-working space together, we are able to look back and even dissect our own behavior and like what went down and how we responded. And so that's the unique vantage point I'm sort of speaking to is our reflection on 10 years of practicing, but by no means perfecting. And we continue to practice and have these conversations because it is a, um, like Sonia always says, this is skill building. This is not a flip of a switch. And so, yeah, I hope everyone is um, kind of tuning in curious right now, because I think Sonia, you were inspired to even share this today because recently you've had some people ask like, well, that sounds all great and dandy, but what does it really mean? Like, how do we have a feminine way of doing business? Yeah. And what's cool as well is like, you know, I mean, years ago, my business used to be called The Feminine Way because that's sort of what I was teaching. It was not a good business name at that time because I don't think people understood it, but you it's know. too early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ahead of the but, curve. That's right. But I think it was really interesting. And what I love now, like you were saying from this vantage point, is I've worked with so many women around this that I've been able to see what are the obstacles that we experience. Because here's the reality reality. Operating in our feminine for most women is natural, right? It's our natural rhythm. It's aligning things to our natural rhythm. It's it's our innate wisdom. Like what we actually have to do more often is peel things off than become the feminine. Like we are the feminine. It's just under so many layers of indoctrination and layers of, you know, pain and layers of suppression that we don't know what it looks like anymore. And so it's really interesting after having worked with so many people to understand that everyone has different patterns that are laying on top of that, you know, accessing their wisdom and accessing their natural rhythm. And so I love it because a lot of people come in, you know, and of course with the masculine, right? Like, okay, let's do this. How can I become more of my purpose? How can I find it? How can I discover it? How can I be more of these things? And it's still with that lens of like, what can I do? (laughs) What can I do? And so often it's like, actually, let's look at what you can let go of, what you can integrate, what you can become aware of so that you can just access what is already so natural to you. Yes, yes, that is so true. And I love the um, clarification there. It's like we're not talking about a one size fits all. I mean, that's the the beauty of the feminine is that it's um, it's diverse and it's um, always moving and evolving. It's fluid. You know, femininity is about fluidity and flexibility and embracing more of that in our life and in our businesses um, helps us to really step into, I think, what is our highest potential. Um, so let me unpack that for a little bit, you know, cause so when we talk about business from a masculine place, I feel that, um, especially women, it's like trying on a, a piece of clothing, you know, that just doesn't fit, but yet you keep trying to make it fit. And it's really just saying, okay, I don't have to try on anybody else's. I can actually trust that I have an idea that's emerging. I have a problem that I want to solve. And what's my gut telling me? You know, so many women have just forgotten that we we have a very powerful intuition. We have this inner ding or this like feeling in our gut. You know, different people have different ways of saying it. And for me, like that is what makes the way of feminine business so powerful is that it's getting back in touch with your intuition. And that's exactly it. It's yours. It's not mine. My intuition is telling me something, but your intuition is telling you something that's uniquely yours. 
So that's what makes it really special, I think. Yes. And that I think is a great bridge as well to what is sort of the core of this, which I find in order to operate very practically in our business, one of the first things we have to do is learn to trust ourselves again. And that sounds so hard for some people and so simple for others, but I think it's complicated because we have learned to distrust our intuition, to distrust our voice, to distrust the feelings that we get. I mean, how often to, do we feel something and then we say, we, we rationalize it away or we justify it or we give people the benefit of the doubt? I read a great post, I think on Instagram or something about someone who was talking about how often do we give people the benefit of the doubt when really we should just be trusting ourselves and our gut, whatever it tells us. You know, all those ways that we deny trusting ourselves, that is really one of the reasons why we struggle in business and why we struggle to operate in the feminine. Because the feminine is 100% about trusting ourselves. It's tr- It doesn't matter if it makes sense to other people. It doesn't matter if it's rational to others. It is 100% relying on the feelings, the intuition, the wisdom that we receive and operating through that despite what anyone else thinks or feels or judges or tells us or wants us to be. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, this takes a lot of unraveling and unconditioning. Um, you know, I'm trying to think the best word. It's, you know, when you grow up, and this is men and women that are um, challenged by this because more and more men want to do business differently. They want to follow their intuition. They want to be able to think differently. And yet we're all falling kind of that into that what we've been taught, what we've been told, what society deems as valuable. And so it takes some time, and especially for women, to really question those thoughts of like, well, why is that just how it's done? You know, why is it that I have to value this over that? Or whatever it is that you kind of feel like, what what messages that you've sort of internalized, being able to take those look at them with curiosity and compassion and then move forward, you know, with like, okay, this is the way I want to do business. You know, I don't have to do it that way just because that's how my dad did, or that's how, you know, I, I think I've said this on this podcast before, but if I would have quit doing what I do, being an entrepreneur based on the advice that men have given me, oh my God, I would have hardly gotten out the gate. So I am so, so, so thankful that something in me said, they just don't know. They don't see what I see. Oh my God. And I trusted myself. I know. This is why, like, you know, on a side note, this is why it drives me crazy when women hire men business coaches because they are never going to understand how to help you operate more aligned with who you are in your business. Like it's the opposite of that. And I've seen so many people, you know, and and not to bash men, men are amazing and, you know, and nothing is wrong with their expertise and some of their perspectives. But when we're trying to look at a way to operate our business in a way that's more aligned with us, that gives us actual freedom, that is more balanced, it's just definitely very hard through the typical masculine perspective. Exactly. I think it's so interesting. I feel a lot like you is that every time I have listened to men who were the experts or men who were the business gurus or masterminds I've been in where men were leading, each time they steered me in a direction that was misaligned with who I am and what I'm here to do and what I'm here to offer. And it's like it faltered me in my success. It faltered me 
in my ability to create what I wanted to create, what I wanted to experience. And I think we don't realize, you know, because even though I understand so much of this that I've been teaching for a long time, I still fall into those traps because it's so indoctrinated that men know more, that men succeed more, that the masculine way of doing things is the best way. So much of my life I've fallen into that trap. And then it's like I I lose a bunch of things. And yeah. then whether it's money, time, energy, whatever. And then I have to come right back to the same wisdom. Oh, yeah. I just needed to listen to myself <laughs> like every time. Yes, yes. And it's, you know, it takes time to keep practicing listening to ourselves. You know, for the longest time as a younger woman, there were moments, you know, where I wanted to raise my hand and disagree with the professor, you know, in grad school, or I had an idea at my first job that I wanted to assert. And I just would swallow it a lot of times because I didn't feel confident enough. I hadn't been listened to or I had been told, oh, that's not, you know, Thanks for sharing. You know, how many, uh, my daughter was just telling me an example of a classmate of hers that was like publicly shamed by the teacher because their answer was somewhat, you know, the teacher thought was kind of ridiculous. Like, oh my, I'm not trying to teach you rocket science here, she said. Like, come on, people. <laughs> you know, and here you've got like this child, right? This that's trying to, maybe a 17 year old, right? But they're trying to find their way in the world. And how many times does that happen where a teacher, a person in, in authority tells us that we're being ridiculous or we're silly or, you know, so, so much um, compassion needs to be, I think, self-compassion for ourselves. And we think like, why am I scared sometimes to follow my own path? Why do I not trust my gut? You know, most likely you did get told that that was not the right way to do it. But what we're saying is that we have committed our lives to practicing that, not being perfect at it, but practicing, you know, every day I try to listen more and more. And I mean, people have told me all sorts of things with some of you today, won't do this, or you can't do this, or you're not. And I'm just like, I don't do anything nor I don't do it the normal way. Like I always tell, I'm like, I'm looking for something out of the box. I'm looking to do it differently. I'm innovating it. Like, don't give me the same old solutions or answers or responses because it just is not applicable. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, t I get, I did find this as well with hiring people. Like I hired someone recently and, you know, I thought I was going to get a different perspective and it's the same old perspectives. And I told her, I just need, I need people who think outside the box, who are willing to explore different pathways. And I ended up having to get rid of her because it's like, it just, I have to think about things differently. I have to operate differently and getting shoved back into that masculine framework or that same masculine box or, you know, something that just isn't a good fit. You know, this is what I think a lot of us are facing in business. What I think is cool is, you know, we're doing this two-part series on this topic. And I think today what I really want us to talk about is what we're talking about now, which is context, right? So what does this mean? What's kind of the history of it? Why is it so hard to operate practically in our feminine, it's like the, that context is going to be really helpful for you to recognize what your unique patterns are and what's happening in your world. And then I think next week, what would be really cool is to talk about some actual strategies and some actual practical ways, like how do we operate in the feminine or business? What does that actually look like? Even though in some ways that's kind of the masculine coming in to say, give me structure, <laughs> I still think I find for the people who ask me these questions, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for some reference points as to how we can more effectively operate. Yes. 
Well, it kind of reminds me of um, I've had conversations with colleagues of mine that are in academia and we talk all the time about like, you know, you can theorize and theorize and have all these amazing, um, you know, you can have this research that proves amazing things. But if you don't learn how to say it in the world, if you don't speak layman's language, you don't put it into a context that people can then practice, it's all this great knowledge that's wasted, right? So in a way, like understanding the feminine, maybe there there's so much that's um, that's nonverbal, that's about um, the emotional experience. It's about giving yourself permission and thinking outside of the box. But there are healthy ways in which that can be channeled. So I like this idea of today kind of context and um, next week being more of the, the strategies. And I think that the big thing for me that I want to just underline and highlight is um, really just normalizing and validating everyone that's listening on this call. If you've ever walked into a bank and you've had this amazing, brilliant idea and you have felt um, just really confident about it only to have to walk out 30 minutes later, completely in tears and like shut down. (laughs) Um, You are not alone. And most likely that is not because your idea wasn't um, a very viable one. It was because a lot of, especially financial institutions in this day and time are still thinking out in outdated ways. It is the old system that is all about show me how this can be um, financially viable tomorrow, you know? And what I think is interesting with femininity, and this is something that we talk about with um, Judith, Judith Derrick, is that her name? The circle of Dirk, Judith Dirk's um, circle of stones. And I sit listening to the wind. She talks about like the cyclical, the circular um, aspect of femininity. And I was thinking about that recently that when, you know, we talk about conquering um, something or we talk about moving up in the ladder or um, becoming an entrepreneur, it's always this lateral movement of, um, I mean, this, yeah, this like movement up the mountain, this movement to go and conquer something, to just go and go and go and go until you're at the top. To me, that is the masculine way of moving in the world. It's just mounting it and moving up to the top and proclaiming it's yours or you've succeeded. The feminine is a circle. It is you coming out and emerging into the world and coming back around and then coming back around and then coming back around. And through the movement of the circle, you create the ripple and you create the ebb and the flow and the change. You know, it's a different way of moving in the world. And I think energetically, it's time that this modern society experienced a different level of movement, a different type of movement. Oh my goodness. I mean, we're not even going to get into why the world needs this, you know, because that is like (laughs) five part episode. But, you know, I think it is absolutely true. We're we're in a really interesting time in the world where where there is this need for a change of operation. Too many people are exhausted, burnt out, unhappy, lacking purpose, striving for success that either they'll never make or striving for success that they make and then there's it's empty. Like there's all this unhappiness in the world or dissatisfaction in the world. And some of that is because of the way we're operating. And I think what ends up happening is, you know, a lot of women that I've worked with, they're striving for this definition of success that they've defined, you know, whether that's money or a certain amount of impact or influence or whatever it is. And so they're striving, striving, striving for that. And they think that when they get there, 
they'll finally get freedom because that's a lot of what people are kind of searching for ultimately in their hearts. They just want more freedom. They don't realize they can create that freedom right now because there's like this idea that they have to work for years and years and years striving. And what happens is they get to that success level and they haven't actually created freedom. Well, when we learn to operate our businesses in the feminine, we're creating freedom now like right now, like as soon as we start practicing it, we're building freedom into our daily lives. And so, you know, it's a very different way to operate. And I think what we have to understand is that so often, you know, we are not recognizing how much layers of mud we're having to go through to find ourselves again, to to see our value. Like, and that's what I think we want to bring in terms of some of this context is that operating in our feminine, there is some practical strategies and there is some ways to do that. There is some structures to create to help you do that. But ultimately, so much of it is about coming back in and healing old wounds because for so long we have been taught that the feminine is not valuable, that the feminine doesn't produce, that the feminine doesn't create, that the feminine won't bring money, that the feminine won't bring success. It's by doing, it's by structure, it's by greed, it's by going after and doing as much as you can't by working hard. All of these indoctrinations are so deeply ingrained in us. We don't sometimes realize how much has to be removed, how much has to be unfolded for us to trust and find ourselves again. But that's the key. It's literally all these patterns that we need to go through. And what most of us has to come to, and what I help my clients come to a lot is become, and Laura um, will do this as well for sure, is being able to uncover what is the particular flavor of the patterns that we're sitting in, right? Because we each have a very different way we've manifested these patterns that have protected our feminine and kept us operating in the masculine. Yes, yes. And I mean, this whole delayed gratification thing that you just spoke about where we are at the mercy sometimes in the masculine model of just working and working until we're exhausted. And then one day we're going to finally feel free. Like, I really want to come back to what you said about that because that is, you know, I've heard some say that's like the leftovers of our Puritan upbringing, like the, this sort of work. Um, I actually, there is a author of a book about joy. And I cannot remember, maybe at the end of this podcast or maybe in the show notes, I can try to come up with it. But she is, um, she's an interior designer. So she designs um, spaces for joy and to create that experience. And she said that, you know, it's, it's interesting how we don't allow ourselves to just have joy in the moment. And see, that brings me back to the circle. So the feminine is as it circles, it comes back to self. So it's like out and around and in the world and back in to have experience, to have joy, to have rest, and then back out again. And it's this, you know, rhythm of expansion and contraction where the ascent to the top of the mountain is just like, I'm constantly going up and I'm still going up (laughs) and I'm still going up and I'm still going up and I'm exhausted. I'm still going up. And then one day I may reach the top of that mountain and then it's going to be awesome. But, you know, that's sort of the myth of that, um, that we're moving towards joy one day that is keeping us from having the joy and the happiness and the freedom that I believe, just like you said, is within more of that reach within the feminine business model. Yes. And like, yes, yes. And there's so many things I would respond to in that. Like, so one thing is that, okay, I've met 
thousands of entrepreneurs from all different levels of their businesses, from millionaires and to, you know, people who are just starting all that. Not a single person has ever reached the summit of that place they're going. I've (laughs) never met anyone that's like, I'm here. I'm satisfied. I mean, some people might get to a place in themselves where they're like, you know what? This is cool. I'm happy here. There's a level of this. But for most people, it's like it's never enough. It's always the next goal and the next striving and the next, you know, sort of carrot they're reaching for. And it's always that next thing. And so it's really interesting. And I think it would be really cool for context just to chat just for a minute about, you know, some of this on a neutral perspective is just about the nature of these energies. So you've got the masculine energy and you've got the feminine energy. This is not about men, women, you know, all of that. It's really just neutrally. Masculine energy is the driving energy. Like it is fulfilled by its driving. That is what masculine energy is. Feminine energy is fulfilled by its being, by its cyclical nature, by its resting, by its receiving. And so these are two very neutral energies. We do have to use both in our business. It's really about how we're operating with them. And that's what we'll talk about in the next podcast episode. But I think what we have to realize is the problem is if you are a woman who is more naturally inclined to the feminine, which most of us are, not everyone. So, you know, again, it's about really aligning with who you are, but most of us are more inclined to the feminine and yet we're operating in that consistent driving, but it's not fulfilling us. It's not fulfilling. Now we may like when we check something off our list or we achieve something and we get praise. We may like that validation and that may be fulfilling for a moment until we're trying to like drive ourselves to the next thing. But I don't know about you all, but I know for myself after like decades of self-discovery, I am not fulfilled by driving. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And what's interesting, and I don't know if you've experienced this, Sonia, but I have been criticized for not having that drive, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not yeah, fitting yeah. in to that paradigm. Um, what do you shamed, mean? right? Yeah. It's not just criticized. It's like we shamed. have been shamed yes. for not being there. Yes. Well, one of the like huge things that I've realized for myself, and I think it's applicable to a lot of women, is that yes, I was building or I am building a business for financial stability. And yes, I want to have financial success. However, more importantly, I have been building a business that is an asset. And you know why it's an asset? Because it gives me a platform. And do you know why I need a freaking platform? Because I'm a woman and I have to make my own in order to stand on it and grab the freaking <laughs> microphone. You know, men, we have to do that. You may not have to. So you may be thinking just about the dollars, but women build <laughs> platforms for ourselves to have this ability to have a voice in the world, to bring our unique gifts forward, right? And I don't hear people talking about how to build a business that's your asset how to build a business that creates something for you to build on top of. It's always just like, well, what's your bottom line? And, you know, the banks want to know what's your profit margin. It's like, yeah, I have a low profit margin and a high visibility rate. How do you feel about that? And then I'm capitalizing (laughs) on my visibility to become a speaker, to become an author, to do other things, right? So it's like that's a different trajectory as well. And that's that's what I see women doing. I see women doing a lot of their businesses right out of the, the shoot are asset building. Like they're just building a platform. They're building their voice. They're building their confidence to then bring the next thing. Yeah. 
Look, absolutely. And I want to add on to that to say that what most people don't realize, here's the kicker or here's the, you know, the interesting sort of twist is that when you are operating in your feminine, if you are more inclined to be in the feminine, if that's your nature, which like I said, most women it is, if you are operating in your feminine in your business, you will make more money. Yes. Right? And this is the thing. And and no one understands it because no one's operating in it. No one's tried it. No one's practiced it. But I have seen it time and time again in myself, in the people that I've worked with, when they start operating in their feminine, when they really get it, when they really embody their business in this way, guess what? Money comes so much easier. Now, it doesn't mean they're making billions because that may not be their goal or their intention, but it means that the money comes easier. The abundance comes easier. The sales comes easier easier. The leads come easier. Like this is the beauty, but we are so indoctrinated that it has to be done in the masculine way that that's how we've learned to operate our businesses. Yes. And the big mindset shift for me in that arena has been to shift from striving to receiving. Because when I strive for money, it doesn't come. When I set my systems up and my business and my mindset and my energetic self to receive, it shows up. It shows up for me. And that has taken me a couple of years to learn, maybe a decade. Who's, who's <laughs> yeah. counting? But yeah, yeah, like that, that's the truth. Yeah, look, it's really good. I think that's a great place to sort of end part one today. Um, next week, we'll dive into part two of this topic and talk a little bit more about, you know, just some of the practicalities, like how do we operate? What does that even mean to operate in our feminine? Where does the masculine fit in into our business? Um, and we'll explore how all that looks and maybe give you some tips and strategies. I think that'd be really fun. All right, so thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Are you ready to step into your value, power, and voice? Are you interested in having more impact in the world? Are you navigating an environment where you could use more leadership and communication skills? Well, I am launching a leadership program called Women Changing the Arena. I've taken decades of hands-on work with women, plus my lifetime experience of self-development and leadership development, to create a program that allows women to truly lead. Whether you are in business, a corporate role, or the political arena, I can help you change the world. Head over to SoniaStatman.com or find me on any of my socials. Let's connect. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at soniastatman.com. See you next week.